Well, everyone, welcome back to the Two Dudes Rank Tunes podcast. I'm Bradley Cooper. And I am Curtis Cooper. Welcome to church. Yes, welcome to church. We are reviewing our first religiously themed album. And if you hear that, that's my boy in the background. He's happy to be here. He's a junior metalhead. Yeah, he's a junior fan. So last time we took a little break because it was a Three Dudes Rank Tunes mm-hmm. podcast. Yep. Josh has not joined us for this week, but he will probably be back for a future episode. It was a fun, albeit controversial episode. Oh, yes. Very controversial <laughs> episode. There Bra- were many letters written. <laughs> Brad had some thoughts. The council had many opinions. <laughs> All right. So we're talking about... So technically speaking, so last month was supposed to be kind of hate month. So this is a... It got dragged forward a little bit. Sometimes a little bit of hate gets gets thrown into December. Yeah. I will say it does seem like we haven't really hated as much of these records. All right, Brad, I'm gonna spo- I'm gonna give light spoilers for this okay. episode and say that me and you kind of failed at hate month. Aside aside from the MGK album, which we kind of expected to hate. Yeah. The rest of the albums, like I mean, we had Eminem, which like which I which, liked. You, yeah, you yeah. found a lot of stuff to enjoy at uh-huh. least. And um, with this album, I'm I'm not gonna give my full thoughts, yeah. but I definitely enjoyed listening to it. It is a very interesting experience because this is the first like story based concept album yeah. we've gone through, mm-hmm. where it tells a whole story from start to finish. Because yeah, we've but, listened to concept albums before, but not like this. And like. Just listening to it through, like, I was eager to get to the next song just to see what was going to happen next. I know, next. that is so cool. Had you listened to this pr- this fully prior to yes. reviewing it? So I remember, like, so they released a few singles here and there, and I'm like, okay, this is pretty good. Did they release them in order? They didn't, no. Oh, wow. They just released, like, three songs, and then I remember I just saw this drop in Spotify, and I'm like, I'm going to listen to this all the way through. Mm-hmm. And so, just for, to give some background to this band, because this segues really nicely, so... Becoming the Archetype was founded back in the year of our Lord, 1999. Very good year. Yeah, very good year. And they have released six albums. Now, they went on hiatus in 2012, ten years ago, after releasing their fifth album. So this is an album after a ten-year hiatus. Oh, wow. This is this is the one that they came back with. Wow. Yeah. So, which is, I have to say, I'm pretty impressed, because most of the time, if a band goes on hiatus that long, usually what they come back with is kind of... It's, contro- it's either controversial or very mid. Yeah, it's, it it tends to be a little weaker. Yeah. I feel like this, these people and Disturbed are kind of the exceptions to the rule. Because, yeah. like, Immortalized is a banger. Yeah, Disturbed came back with a huge banger. So this is obviously our first Christian band we have covered. Their name comes from the Bible verse Genesis 1.26. Let us make man in our own image. Mm. And it's a reference to <clears throat> the concept of Jesus being the archetype for true humanity. So, the band members, they consist of Jason Wisdom. <laughs> so that's a great last name. That's so good. Seth Hickox. 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 And Brent Duck Duckett. <laughs> Duck. Duck. Now, that's a name. Please tell me he's on drums. That sounds like a drummer name. Yes, he does. <laughs> Seth plays rhythm guitar and the clean backing vocals. Jason does lead vocals and bass, and Brent does drums. And Seth, he's actually a Lutheran pastor, but he has pronouns in his bio. That means he's woke! Exactly. Actually, if you follow his Twitter, he has some pretty interesting takes. Like, it's not... It's a lot of times when you hear, like, oh, it's a Christian band, you might assume, like, oh, they might be, like, you know, skillet at the moment. Yeah, more on the conservative side of things. So they're they're well-known, probably one of their best-known songs is a cover of How Great Thou Art. 
which is a classic hymn originally written in Swedish for being translated in English in the 1940s. And if you've ever been in any sort of like traditional church at all, you've heard this song. Oh yeah, straight yeah. up. So to get into this album, this album is a concept album about outer space. Space! It's, it's actually divided into chapters. I'm going to read you the titles of these chapters. Chapter 1, Shadows of Separation. Mm. Chapters 2, Dimensions of Deliverance. Chapter 3, Echoes of Extinction. And Chapter 4, Rumors of Resurrection. Those are all JRPG titles. I know. <laughs> it's like, welcome to Archetype Episode 1, Shadows like, of Separation. Like, this, this is like... this. Okay, there. I'm going to reference a bunch of stuff while we're reviewing this. Yeah. But like... The number one thing I thought of when I started listening to this was, this is just background lore for Xenogears. <laughs> yeah, for Xenogears. It also gave me some big Dune elements. Yep, Dune, and um, I, I'll be I'll be uh, talking about this for a specific song. Like a lot of Ridley Scott vibes too. Yeah, that too. Specifically with like some of the some of the prequels, like Prometheus. Yeah. So if you look at the album artwork, it kind of features this spaceship crashing the ground of this big blue dark planet. And there's all these kind of weird, dark, soulsy looking creatures Spooks. wandering around. Yeah, they're kind of wandering around, they're coming up to the spaceship, so it's definitely got an interesting vibe to it. So this one, it's a, it's a longish album, but doesn't have too many songs. So let's get started with the first song, which is Dead World. Dead World. Dead World. Okay. So, Curtis, what was your first thought of this song? So my first thought was kind of, um, and I did that with a few of these songs, trying to figure out, like, who was the author of this song? Because this album kind of utilizes like shifting authors. They do. To where like they sing from different perspectives. This seems to be from the perspective of like whatever the creator gods are yes. in this universe. Yeah, I got that sense too. Because and, yeah, go ahead. And this is this is basically the creation myth of the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like how the song kind of echoes the Genesis one, but in with a like a this pre-existent planet that's dead, and they come in and they kind of breathe life into it you kind of it reminds me also of dune because in dune the planet i believe it's called arrakis mm -hmm. arrakis actually it's kind of the reverse because arrakis used to be full of life but now it's this dead desolate world yeah so i really like the slow build up with the intro and how it hits with the first verse i did too mm -hmm. and um okay first lore question yeah so uh, and some of these we might not know the answers to but it's just fun to theorize about mm -hmm. Is this planet the one that the spaceship will later travel to, or is this the home world? That's the one the spaceship will later this travel to. This is the one to. that's going to, spoilers, get a little messed up. Yeah, it's going to get a little messed up. Because it kind of switches between this planet, the dead planet, and the home base, essentially. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My favorite lyric was, They moved the mountains into place, terraformed the surface to their will. They sculpted oceans out of desert space. Yep, mine was they sculpted oceans out of desert space. And a special shout-out to the lyric, Flesh! Yes, that was good. <laughs> that I was, was a good grab. I was like, I'm sure Brad felt that one. Yep. I also like how there's kind of this hint of this, like, curse or something weird going on in the background. Mm -hmm. That is cool. This whole album is spooky AF. Yeah, very, very spooky. And this, this Dead World thing gets echoed later, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. I really like the backing strings. I really like this song, actually. I thought it was a really cool intro to the album. And I like the mix, the clean vocals mixed in. Yeah, that's one thing. I So a lot of people have different opinions. I do think, I actually like metal the best when it had mixes clean and harsh. Mm -hmm. Except, or at least the make the harsh more intelligible. Because that yeah. way, you can really get what they're trying to say. Yeah. 
And not that I'm opposed completely, just harsh. Like, I like that, too. But that's that's where I lean towards. Mm-hmm. So, scoring, what'd you think of this song? So, I thought it was really solid. Um, now, of course, the harsher le- the harsher um, vocal... The harsher vocals will de- always be a little, like, okay, like... Yeah, not n- really your cup of tea. Not necessarily my thing, but I liked everything else in this, and I gave it a 12. Nice, I gave it a 16. So, let's score that up here. And what I will say about this album... Like, quality-wise, it felt very consistent to me. Yeah, there wasn't really a huge amount of drops in quality. Like, some songs, if you listen to an album, it would be like, okay, this was very clearly the single. Mm-hmm. But this one, it's actually kind of hard to tell. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to tell you what the singles were off the Yeah, song. but the first single is actually this next song, which is The Lost Colony. Mm-hmm. My very first... So, for some background, this is... This is kind of like after the world is set up and people come to it to sort of settle it. Yeah. From the home base. Mm-hmm. I really like how every intro feels different in this album. Every intro kind of builds up yeah. and gives some mm-hmm. cool things. What do you think? Um, I was still trying to figure out if this song was from the perspective of the higher beings or not. Or if it was from the perspective of the people from the home base. Yeah, this is from the perspective of the people from the home base. So... Let's mention, I think now it's a good time to mention the little Seventh-day Adventist alien lore. Oh, let's go. So, okay. There's this idea within Seventh-day Adventism that... Which is an evangelical branch. Yes. Denomination. Yeah. To describe its origins would take a very long time. We need a a separate podcast and episode to talk about that. But essentially, there's this idea within it that there are other inhabited planets, right? Mm-hmm. But those planets are ones that haven't really fallen into sin, quote-unquote. So yeah. they're kept, no, no original sin. Yeah, no original sin. So they're kept uh, quarantined mm-hmm. from the rest of us. So this is like the idea of those planets, those unfallen planets, sending people to the new world. Literally. Yeah, mm-hmm. sending people. I so one thing I wrote is I like the space sound of the song. You can see the spaceships moving in the portal in your mind's eye. Yep, yep. I thought it had a v- very much a sci-fi horror vibe. Yeah, yeah. I like my favorite lyric was "chosen for the journey, conditioned to survive, to move between dimensions." Mine was "silence, only silence, complete and total blackout." Yeah, I really like that. So what happens during the song is they send the colonists to go to the place. Mm-hmm. And then for a while, everything seems to be going great. Hey, they're thriving. Then all of a sudden, there's just complete blackout. Yeah. And no one, no one get in touch with Colony. And eventually, the government says, all right, we're calling this off. We're pulling the plug. And I was thinking on my drive here to do our fine podcast, award-winning, one of probably the best podcasts you ever, you've ever heard. Best ever one. Best ever. Um, what horror conceptually scares me the most? Like... Mm-hmm. I mean, sure, like, slasher movies, like, stuff with jump scares, that's always going to be scary. But I'm yeah. talking about, like, when I think about it, what makes my hairs stand up? Ah. And I think, like, the existential, like, mysterious sci-fi horror is the number one for me. Because, mm-hmm. like, just, like, just this song, for example, like, the idea of, like, sending something out and communicating with it until it stops. Mm. That's terrifying. Yeah. Existential horror for me, that really, like, hits on a deep part of your psyche because... Uh, like slasher and gore stuff, it's like it's like most of that stuff I just find that's kind of gross. It's mm-hmm. not really terrifying. Yeah. It's just like this is unpleasant to watch. Yeah, what I think one of the horror elements that really freaks me out is when it's something familiar but twisted. Yeah, a good example of this is: Have you ever played the game Resident Evil Village? No, I have not. I have not. 
Okay, so I'm just going to do a little spoiler for that. Light spoilers, don't you know? Light spoiler. So in that game, you're a man, you're searching to try to find your infant daughter. And then you're just in this house for a while, and this house has all sorts of weird dolls. And then all of a sudden, you hear something just go, and out crawls what I can only describe as basically a fetus monster that talks like... Like a toddler. Oh, no. As it's crawling around chasing you, you can't do anything. That's terrifying. Yeah, so something like that, where it's just mm-hmm. that, um, I keep on forgetting the word, like, Uncanny Valley. Yeah. Oh, like, oh, okay. I have something. Welcome to the Horror Philosophy Podcast. Yes, Horror Philosophy. <laughs> um, one of the most terrifying things that I've ever read on the internet mm-hmm. is just someone, like, postulating, I think it was on Twitter, like, what is the evolutionary reason that we experience on Candy Valley. Ooh, yeah. Because, <laughs> like, that's horrifying. Yeah, think about... Like, like, what is the defense mechanism that caused us to fear things that appear like us, but something's off? Yeah. I'm getting shivers describing it. Yeah, because you could say, well, maybe it was the Neanderthals, or maybe, just maybe, it, it was, was something else. It was freaking aliens yeah. that could, like, wear our corpses or something. Yeah. Well, that's why, I mean, that's why people are scared of, like, that whole, the whole reptilian, like, uh, conspiracy yeah. theory. Like, yeah, we laugh about it and it's goofy, but that's kind of part of the horror, right? Yeah, yeah, kind of like part of, like, the primal human experience is, like, being suspicious of things that appear like us. Yeah, appear like us, but they're not. There's something wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, I mean, if you want to put a religious, like, Christian bend to it, you could be like, okay, so maybe there's some kind of, like, intelligent design there where, like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, we're we're kind of programmed to identify, like, when something malevolent comes before us and is trying to appear like either human or angelic, something yeah. like that. Well, to go, yeah, to to build on that. So if you go into the Bible in the New Testament where it talks about people who are demon possessed, the idea, image I get is that they look just like regular people, except there's something off about their countenance and there's something off about the way they speak. Yeah, and their and their aura. Yeah, just something's really weird about it. Mm-hmm. And that's why they freak people out. Mm-hmm. And they say just crazy stuff like, I am Legion, I'm many. And you, yeah. and you know they're telling the truth. Yeah, That's yeah. what's creepy. Mm-hmm. So to go back to this song, I thought this was their first single that came out. I really liked it. I mm-hmm. gave it a 15.5. I gave it a 13. Nice. You know, I, you're giving these pretty good scores. <laughs> pretty good scores. Will there be any how dare you? We'll see. And the thing was, see, the thing I think we came into with Hate Month is we more wanted to do albums that the other person wouldn't necessarily listen to on their yeah, own. Yeah, yeah. More so than so just... So maybe, maybe we should have... Let's let's retroactively rebrand it as Expanding Your Horizons Month. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> October was Hate Month by pure accident. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was supposed to be Spooky Month, but we just picked awful albums. Yeah. And then, but, I mean, only MGK. Which, okay, I have to say, real quick side note... MGK showing up to the music awards with those spikes in his suit. That man is a menace. <laughs> Bring me pictures of MGK. Yep. All right, so let's move on to The Remnant. And this song, very first thought about this song is it has a really sick breakdown. Mm-hmm. I'm a sucker it for does. big breakdown. Mm-hmm. What do you think about it? I mean, the, the knee-jerk reaction is going back to theology. Like, The Remnant is a very, like, Seventh-day Adventist thing. Yes. Um, it's about, like, oh, like, the the chosen few who are left at the end of time to uh-huh. see God return. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, it's not it's not an exclusively Adventist no. idea by any means. 
Um, but certainly something that's emphasized. Yeah. Um, I really like sci-fi that takes place over eons. Mm. And how, like, oh, yeah, like, something that happened, like, 10,000 years ago is seen as recent or something like that. Right. Where you're like, oh, there's so much history baked in that you can't even comprehend it, and it, like, makes your mind, like... A little stress, but in a fun way. Yeah, I really like it when they can refer to things, you're like, okay, this is a lived-in world. A good example of that on another genre is fantasy. Like mm-hmm. in Game of Thrones, when you watch Game of Thrones, and a char- the characters will just mention Aegon, and everyone knows who Aegon is. Yeah. They're like, oh, Aegon the Three Dragons. It's like, that was 300 years ago, but everyone knows about it. Yeah, they talk about it like it was the last president. Yeah, exactly. We talk. They talk about him like how we talk about George Washington. Mm-hmm. So kind of the vibes I got from it is, I think this is supposed to be essentially like a space version of Israel, essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of like this remnant group that lives underground, because there's a curse that we'll learn more about later that's affected everyone else within the planet. Mm. Except for kind of them, because they've gone underground. Yeah, because they're, they're like the resistance, right? Yeah. They're trying to find a way to get back to the home planet, because the technology to make those jumps has been lost mm-hmm. over the centuries. And I, I like that they they talk from the other perspective of, like, the home planet, of, like, desperately trying to figure out what happened to the Lost Colony. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My favorite lyric was, no explanation, only the silence of the unforgiving void. Mm. Mine was, this is the work of a hundred generations. Mm. Yeah, I like I like the clean lyric vocals in this. It's a solid song. I really like that idea of them trying to figure out a way to uncover the ancient technology. Mm-hmm. That is cool. It's always cool when like sci-fi can make something seem ancient. When yeah. It's like mm-hmm. actually something more advanced. Very interesting. So this one, I I liked it. I gave it a 14.25. I gave it a 12.5. 12.5. All right, let me score this up. Right, 14.25 and 12.5. You know, I'm glad we, there's only, here's the reason I'm glad there's only two of us is because dividing by three always gives me crazy numbers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those Josh numbers were wild. Yep, it's like 17.776. <laughs> all right, all right. So let's talk about The Calling. Interest, okay, this song is, we go back to the home planet to yep. see what they're up to. My first point was actually, will the real space Aslan please stand up? <laughs> it's time for space, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So what did you think of this one? Yeah, um, obviously it's a song about the Chosen One. Um, mm-hmm. I really liked the guitar sprinkled throughout yes. this. That was really good. Yeah, I liked I liked the lyric, only one reluctant soul displayed resistance to trans-dimensional nanoparticle radiation. <laughs> yeah, that was mine too. <laughs> that was too good not to... Like, to that is a great line. Oh, so good. Yeah. I love the slow piano intro followed by the blast in the first verse. So, obviously the topic of this is it's about a group of people who are trying to get in the dead world, but the government has outlawed it. So they try to send someone, but only one person is actually capable of making the jump. Yeah, because, like, I think the the idea is, like, the people have been on this planet for so long that their, like, physical aptitude for space travel has declined so significantly. Yeah, yeah, it's been so long ago that you're like, eh, we can't really do that Which is a cool idea. Yeah, really cool idea, and I like how... There, there are a number of ways they could have gone about this, and it's it's both obvious and not obvious at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, this figure is supposed to be sort of like Space Jesus, but you don't really, like, 
Yeah, I, well, at, at this point in the album, I thought he was more of just like a hero. Uh-huh. But a couple songs later, I was like, oh, okay, I know who this is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they don't beat you over the head with it. Yeah, I like that. that. I yeah. like that. Yeah, this was a really fun song. Any other points on it? Nope, not that I can think of. All right, so The Calling, I gave it a 15.5. I gave it a 13.5. Oh, nice, nice. So far, we haven't been off too much nope. on our scores. Pretty, uh, pretty tight. Oh, yeah. Always good for some tight scores. <laughs> we have the tightest scores. No one scores are more similar than us. They're very close. Yep. So this next one, so I combined the instrumental with the next song. Yeah, yeah. Same? My, okay. my only point for the Phantom Field was, what is the Phantom Field? <laughs> <laughs> so I get the sense what the Phantom Field is, is this is the hero traveling through space yeah. and mm-hmm. trying to make it through, like... And he's the only one who can withstand the Phantom Field. Yeah, yeah. So I like how the Phantom Field is somber, haunting, but also relaxing and compelling. Mm-hmm. You can feel the gentleness of the void of space and the conviction of the main character. And then I really, I like the Middle Eastern sound instrumentals in The Awakening. Oh, I did too. Yeah. Different different and unique compared yeah. to the rest of the album. It, it kind of reminds, although it does remind me of that meme. I'm sure you've seen oh, it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> every, every video game with like a desert, uh, desert mode level it's like yep. <laughs> welcome my friend <laughs> <laughs> welcome my friend <laughs> comedic character damn it's hot out here <laughs> <laughs> welcome my american friend <laughs> so i really like the build-up in this song mm, this 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 song probably had my favorite build-up of the album mm-hmm. like the mental picture i got i have a mental picture of the main character he's about to go into the final boss area. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe he's crossing a long bridge. They've even got final boss chanting going on in the background. Yeah, yeah. Like, ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> I like the lyric, uh, through the black an alien planet draws near. Powerless, awaiting descent, and capable of physical motion. What'd you like? So, my favorite lyric was, th- uh, I had to screenshot it because it was too much. Then, all at once, time and space stop moving. Mm-hmm. Blinding light shatters the darkness. Through the night, a voice emerges. I am the ancient of ancients, the beginning and end. The world below you has been corrupted. Not from without, but from within. That's a cool-ass lyric that right there. That is really cool. That's when, essentially, the ancients speak out after a long silence. And mm-hmm. I kind of get the sense, like, the voice kind of beams into the spaceship. Yeah, yeah. And, um... I I love the violent description of coming out of stasis because yeah. like in movies we kind of just see like people like oh I woke up from my beauty sleep yeah whereas like no like this your body is like fighting to both stay awake and stay asleep mm-hmm. and it's just it's really jolting and I like that yeah part. it's like this violent jolt like oh what's happening mm-hmm. and uh, this is when I wrote down this person is the space Christ yeah the space Jesus. <laughs> So this song, I gave a 17. I really like yep, this one. I gave it a 14. I really liked it, too. Nice. All right. Let me school that up, which I say every single time. Because if this this is this is honest work. <laughs> it's not much, but it's honest work. Someone's got to do it. All right. So let's talk about the first song as he arrives on the planet, The Hollow. This is where it gets real scary for me. Yeah. Like, there, there are a couple songs that are spooky here, and yeah. I like it. Yeah, there's a lot. There's some spooky stuff towards the end. So this one features back vocals from the lead singer of Demon Hunter. Oh, nice. Another, another favorite band of mine. Every intro sounds so unique, and this one is no exception. And I'm just going to read to you my favorite lyric, because I think it, it encapsulates some of the horror. Yeah. On the horizon, an yep. object vast approaching, a wooden vessel filled with ghastly creatures. Like... Ghastly creature is fine. The fact that, uh, for some reason, the most uncomfortable thing to me about this is the wooden vessel. Yeah. It's like, this is sci-fi, but wooden vessels sound so much more evil and ancient. It does. 
Like, I just imagine them falling into, like, this black water, yeah. and then all of a sudden this wooden vessel comes along. Uh, yeah, no, that's that's yeah. terrifying. And I, I like the description of the settlers. What they remind me of is, like, Dark Souls monsters. Yep, yep. The, the they're way they're like, long limbs and feathers. Just, like, these decrepit beings. Yeah, yeah. I really like the clean chorus having such passion. Mm-hmm. This world is hollow, filled mm-hmm. with hollow, selfish creatures. And uh, my last point was, methinks this band believes in original sin. <laughs> <laughs> methinks. Yeah. Methinks. Yeah. Methinks. It, original sin, like, if we had, like, a theology podcast. Which is fun. probably going to happen at some point in the future. So for those who don't know what original sin is, just to review. Just to review. <laughs> <laughs> just to review, you just see. Just to review. So original sin is the idea that after Adam and Eve sinned by eating from the fruit from the tree of knowledge of good and evil... There was something almost implanted inside of Adam and Eve that led to a curse that spread to all their descendants. To where we can't, we can't not sin. Yeah, we can't not. Now, there are different ideas of that. Like, for example, in the Eastern tradition, they're more like, well, it's more like we we're a propensity to bad stuff, whereas mm. others make it really hardcore. Yeah. So it kind of it depends on which way you swing on the pendulum. Like, like on one side, there's like, okay, so like, yeah, we 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 had some rough stuff happen in our past. And on the other end, on the other end, babies are evil. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. It's like those evil babies. <laughs> you can't trust them with nothing. Yeah, I, I feel like I can sort of see why people think that because they see kids like acting up. But I mean, kids don't know any better. Yeah, let's yeah, be real. No. So I this one was a really creepy song. Mm-hmm. I like. I like I liked how the the word hollow itself because mm-hmm. that again Dark Souls. So you think of it, there's these creatures that are hollow inside, mm-hmm. not just both. They're both exteriorly and internally. Mm-hmm. It's almost like if you touch them, they crumble to nothing. Yeah, and if you've gotten to this point in the podcast, I don't care about what I'm gonna say next, uh, Brad. I hope we get a sci-fi Dark Souls game at some point, made by that, From Software. That would be cool. That would be insanely cool, and I hope it's at the Game Awards tonight. Yeah, that it would also be cool if like they gave it like some. Bloodborne-esque yep. vibes. Mm-hmm. Like, a little bit more like, like I want it cyberpunk to be, Bloodborne. Yeah, I want it to be like an ancient sci-fi game. Yeah, I think it would also be cool to like reference the old ones, but in a different way. Mm-hmm. Maybe have like that old slug that comes, shows up at the end, show up as a boss. Mm, that'd, that'd be, be cool. That'd, that'd be, be cool. cool. So to score this song, I gave a 17.5. I gave it a 13.75. Hmm, not quite close enough for how dare you get <laughs> All these scores already. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, not a lot separating these. No, not a lot. All right. So the Ruins. The Ruins. So this is a song where the guy... The guy. The guy. The guy this is em- the birth of the guy. The, the guy emerges from his vessel. Yep. And so this is where we get our first description of the cursed creatures. Mm-hmm. Skin-like feathers caked in mud, nebulous speech, outstretched arms, protruding veins, dripping blood. Yep, I think I think it's the skin like feathers that did it for me. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh feathers, but they're skin. Ugh, ugh, ugh. Yikes, that's the, that's descriptive. Yeah, the kind of idea I get is like it's been a thousand years, and these people have lived there, and there's something that slowly evolved them, but mm-hmm. it's like a de de evolution. Yeah, yeah, kind of slowly corrupting their physiology. Mm-hmm. Aren't there like I can't remember which sci-fi it is, but there are, like, various sci-fis where humans, through space travel, they evolve for weird things, and long limbs, I remember, is mentioned yeah, in the story. Yeah, like, um, Dune kind of hints at that, because there's, like, 
Do you remember reading about the uh, the beings that kind of, like, control, like, the shuttles and the mm-hmm. spaceships that, like, right. and they work for, like, I forget, it's like a union or something? Yeah. Um, and they're not human anymore. No, like, they're they, not. I don't even think they have legs anymore. Yeah. So, small correction, so I said The Hollow was a song that Demon Hunter Guy sung in. It's actually The Ruins. Oh, nice. Apologies. So, my favorite lyric, though, is... Death comes for everyone, it's in the water, it's in the air, when every step is a loaded gun, every breath is a prayer. That was a good one, that was a good one. My, mine was the one you already read about the nebulous speech and the dripping blood. Yeah. Um, I thought the this this song really did a good job of like describing the creatures as horrifying, yet incredibly sad. Yeah, it's kind of sad because they've... This I I see that the chorus is sort of them singing about the creature's philosophy of the sense of like we're so dead inside that even to live another day is like a miracle almost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, my last point was I hope they get redeemed. Yeah. I like I like the memento mori part of this, which mm-hmm. is remember you are mortal. Mm-hmm. So I really really like the song. I gave it an eighteen. I gave it a twelve point seven five. Hmm. Not quite there yet. <laughs> just outside of the zone. Yeah, we keep on just skirting right <laughs> outside the zone. All right, let me score that up. So let's get into the song The Curse. Now, the second, this one. The second song we reviewed this year with that very talk. That is true. <laughs> I've held on too long just, just to let, let it go, go now. <laughs> I guess the curse, the curse comes up in many forms. Yes, it does. My first point is this really hits hard. Mm, yeah, lyrically, like these last two songs pack some punch. Mm-hmm. Like I, okay, I'm just gonna read you my favorite lyric. The curse spread quickly through the masses. Internal attack. The angel of death kept us alive. We crumbled in his hands beneath his watchful eye. Mm, my favorite lyric was the water of life he carried with him. We dashed it to the ground. Mm-hmm. This almost gives me the idea these these creatures almost might be undead. Too. Yeah, yeah, like no humanity like remains in them. Yeah, yeah. I love the image of the of the angel of death. I love the under his watchful eye because I'm pretty sure that's in the Bible, but it's also referenced in that show and book, The Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, which is that might describe almost like kind of this. They've developed maybe a sinister sort of religion in the backdrop. Mm-hmm. And this is the I thought this is the most dark souls of the entire album. Yeah, because like um this is I believe this is the only song sung from the creature's perspective. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite I really like it how it has a dark sound and energy. It could also be referring to the crucifixion with the cursed ones like tossing yeah. aside the water. I definitely got that vibe. Yeah. Another vibe I get is it almost seems like and we'll get to this in the next song that like so in Dune they have what these water things, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I'm like in the sense that the hero shows up with this water sort of connected to him, mm-hmm. and they're ripping at it out trying to get to it. Yeah, like he he probably has some kind of like IVs or something in him. Mm-hmm. So this was my favorite song so far, Ooh. and I'm giving this one a twenty. Wow, perfect twenty. Perfect twenty. What'd you give it? I gave it a thirteen point seven five, <laughs> just above the zone. <laughs> You're saying just above the zone, Sonny. <laughs> that that's when uh, that's when my mom would say, "You're cruising for a bruising." <laughs> Which is why I start counting: one, two, three. <laughs> So let's talk about the the denoum the, the conclusion to this album. The denouement. Which okay, side note, because I haven't talked about this. I love how every song title is the noun. Yeah, I like that too. So the sacrament. Mm-hmm. And like at this point of the story, all you know is that they, in essence, rejected the redeemer. Yes. 
and you're like, what's going to happen now? Because like, I don't know if they're trying to do a one-for-one Jesus thing, yeah. or if they're trying to tell a dark version of that. We're like, no, this this world is going to be left to die. Mm-hmm. So they, they, they do kind of do a one-for-one, but not exactly. Yeah, not exactly. So this is where... So the sacrament is basically... The creatures are able to take in the water, and it heals them back to their original form. Mm-hmm. And this is where I think we get into a little bit of the theology of this album. So, this album seems to take a really literal view of communion. Yeah. So, like, for those who don't know, for within Christianity, there's this idea of communion where you get together, and you eat a little cracker, and you drink a little wine or grape juice... And then they read a verse where Jesus gave the Last Supper where he said, take, this is my body and this is my blood. Now, most, a lot of Protestants take that as like, oh, it's that symbolic, you know. It's, mm-hmm. But Catholics, Lutherans, and Orthodox and other groups say, no, that's literal. It literally turns into literal body and blood. Mm-hmm. And this seems to take the little more literal. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So what were some of the other thoughts on this one? So... I thought this song did a really good job of, like, kind of resolving, like, the main mm-hmm. storyline. Um, talking about how, like, they did kill the Chosen One, but his life-giving blood still saved them. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had two favorite lyrics. I'll read the first one, then I'll let oh, you read yours. So just in case. Because there's, yeah. so, there's a lot of bangers in oh, here. Oh, so many. Um, lyrically, this might be one of my favorite songs we've ever uh, reviewed. Yeah. Um, Though your failures bind you, this death will not define you. Mm, my favorite was one. Of my favorite was "New Life Reanimate the Flesh." Go and reclaim the planet. Mm. Was one of the others. My other one was a direct, like, biblical reference, which is "Death is swallowed up in death." Now its sting is lost forever. Mm. Which is a great reference to 1 Corinthians 15, which is my favorite chapter in the Bible. Yes, really good one. I also wrote the most metal way to attend communion. Exactly. I like the the lyrics about a meal bringing healing as it's meaningful but simple. Mm-hmm. And kind of referencing the idea of like, so going back to Genesis, like all the people lost through one meal, then all the people healed through a meal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was a really cool. I like how it echoed towards the end. I need a passion play with this album. Yes, you do. <laughs> Where they play the music in the background and we get a sci fi Christian play. That would be so cool. <laughs> so that's kind of an aside. Have you seen all those videos of like people doing Christian versions of Hamilton? No. <laughs> now, one of them is really bad and they got sued. Another one, they're doing a Christmas version where they did You'll Be Back, but it's King Herod singing it. <laughs> You'll Be Back. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's so Shabbat. Shabbat. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I really like how this album has a very, it has a very clear conclusion. Mm-hmm. And it's it just tells a whole story. Yeah. That's that's what I really like about it. And this song in particular, again, I gave it a perfect 20. Really I, liked it. Yep, it was my favorite song of the album. I gave it a 15. Nice, nice, nice. All right. So now that we got that scored up, let's see what the, the favorite songs were. So this this was actually a pretty easy one because there are no there nope. are no ties. No ties. So we did it. Good. At number 1, we got the sacrament, 17.5. Then the curse, sixteen point eight seven five. Then the hollow, fifteen point six two five. The ruins, fifteen point three seven five. And then the actually the awakening should come before that because that's a fifteen point five. Then the calling, fourteen point five. The lost world, fourteen point two five. Dead world, fourteen. And did I put in the lost? The lost. The Lost Colony, not the Lost World. <laughs> Why did I spell that as Lost Call World? 
must have auto-corrected. So Lost Colony, 14.25. Dead World, 14. And The Remnant at 13.376. Nothing went below a 12. No. That's, that's even more consistent than um, Divisive, which was, at that point, our most consistent album. Yeah, and even though Divisive... Well, like we said about Divisive, even though Divisive was pretty consistent, a lot of the songs on there were very, like... Consistently mid. Yeah, consistently mid. So let's talk. Let's talk final scores for a little bit. So why don't why don't you go first since you didn't have the, this is like a new just yeah. new experience for you. Yeah. So um, I think rating it as an experience, I think I'd rate it a lot higher than than rating it as an album. Okay. Be- yeah, that's a be- fair point. Because as an experience, as like a piece of like fun sci-fi to take in, mm-hmm. like you basically have to have the lyrics in front of you yes. to understand a lot of what's being said here. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, one of one of the best sci-fi experiences I've had this year. Um, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. Um, I've thought about this album since I listened to it. Yeah. Which is which is more than I could say about a lot of stuff that we reviewed. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> it's like, okay, I listen to that. It's I will, out of my mind. <laughs> I will never think about that again. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, that being said, um, the reason I didn't give any of these a 16 or above is I don't know if I would immediately add any of these to my playlists mm-hmm. just because I don't know how re-listenable this album is for me personally. Yeah, and that's fine. Um, so I gave it an overall score of a 73. That's actually a pretty good score. All right, so let me talk about my final thoughts. So Becoming the Archetype does a great job with air-mixing religious topics with other works because they've done kind of horror mixed in, too. I think mm-hmm. they had a Cthulhu song. They have a song where Jesus kills Cthulhu. It's pretty cool. That's amazing. <laughs> so when a band returns after 10-year IAS, sometimes their work is as good. I was concerned with this album that would be the case. Thankfully, this was mista- I was mistaken. This is their strongest work yet. Strong vocals, instrumentation, also mixed with clean vocals and a fascinating concept. Uh, christian as Space Odyssey. The story is simple, but paints a powerful picture. And so when, when I rank this album, I look at it as, like, the overall experience in the album. And this is an overall experience, like, if I sat down and listened to this album, I would probably listen to it all the way through. Oh, yeah, this, this, this is a cohesive album. Yeah, which isn't, like, and I would still enjoy the song separate as well. So maybe a few songs could have been stronger, but it really blew my expectations away. And this has been one of my favorite albums this year. So I gave this one a very high score of 94. Whoa, yeah, 94. I really like this one. So let's see what that gives us. That gives us an 83.5. Okay. Oh, no. Was does oh, that tie with someone? No. What, who was okay. it tied? Who is it tied? All right, with? all right, all right. You know what? I'm going to go from bottom to top. Okay. That, okay, I'll, let's save any devilish deals until we've seen yep, where it yep, is. Yep. There's, uh, this is probably going to throw a wrench in your devilish deals, if it's what I think it is. Okay, okay. Alright, so at the bottom we got Mainstream Sellout with a 10. Okay. Nightmare Revesties with a 59. Revesties? Revesties, you see. <laughs> uh, Monroe with 61. In Loving Memory, Black Bear, 62. Uh-huh. Planet Zero. Down here zero on Planet Zero! <laughs> with a 62 and a half. <laughs> Every time I see Planet Zero... I think of Thanos when he's like, "Perhaps I treated you too harsh." <laughs> yeah, maybe we will. Maybe we, we'll have to do a re-review of something. We some of took a sledgehammer that album. Yeah. When I mean, honestly, that's a pretty catchy song. Yeah, like it's it's not awful. I think it was just it was just it was the concept itself. Yeah, yeah. We, we 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 ha- we handled the lyrics harshly. Yeah. <laughs> Which I mean, maybe yeah. we review we reviewed yeah, it. Yeah, maybe we can re-review. Um. 
Supersonic Song, 66.5. Omens with 68. Mm-hmm. Kamikaze with 73.5. Mm-hmm. Divisive with 77. Divisive! Uh, 1X with a 77.5. Yep. Post-Human Survival Horror, 78.5. Hotel California with a 79. Okay. The Great Heathen Army with an 82.5. And Brad, we oh, have no, a three-way tie! No. <laughs> with As Daylight Dies... And notes from the underground, and now children of the great extinction. Oh boy, oh boy. Okay, so let's. So I'm just gonna tell you what my original deal was. Okay, which okay. probably you probably guessed it. What my original deal was gonna be is like, okay, let's take what's ever after, slide it right below Great War, and then we slide uh, the notes Hollywood from- under the underground right above the the. As I lay dying, not yeah. As I lay, as daylight dies, that was my initial devilish deal. Mm-hmm. Now that there's a three-way tie, okay. I feel like okay. I think that the ranking should go: notes from the underground, as daylight dies, children of the great extinction. Not by much, but I feel like unless you think as daylight dies is not as good as uh, children of the great extinction. Yeah, I'm actually fine with that. Okay. Like just because like. Kill Switch Engage, like, is obviously more well-known. And, yeah. again, I really like this album, but I'm totally fine with that. All right, so a... a tr- it's a truce, It's Bruce. a truce, Bruce. <laughs> All right, I'm going to adjust some things. You filibuster for a second yeah, yeah, if you don't so mind. This, this was, yeah, it was a really fun album. I think when I, if someone were to ask me just randomly, like, okay, I don't really like the harsh-sounding metal. What can I get into? But I want to listen to some of it. What can I get into? I would probably recommend this album just be like, well, okay, do you like interesting stories? Yeah. And they'd be like, well, you can listen to this because it's got some clean sound vocals. And then I would probably recommend something like, um, oh, I'm trying to think of it off the top of my head. Maybe like Bringing the Horizon is good for yeah. mixing in. Definitely like if you're not used to like harsh sounds at all, go listen to Rise Against because that will sort of begin to inoculate you. Into some a little, screaming. A little bit of screaming yeah. here and there. All right, so I'm still adjusting the scores yes. just so we no have problem. Some so I will keep filibustering, especially because you will have to have a new album. Oh, I do. I diddly do. You diddly do. So yeah. So becoming the archetype, I would recommend. So if you want to get into them, you can just listen to this album. But the other albums to listen to, I would really recommend Dichotomy mm. because Dichotomy that was really their their album that sort of sent them off into the stratosphere. As far as in the stratosphere you can go when you're like a religiously themed metal man. And that has some songs that reference The Dark Tower by Stephen King. Mm. Also has that How Great Thou Art cover, which I encourage you all to go listen to. And that's that's the song I like to show when I'm, like, hanging out with someone who's, like, really, like, maybe a little, like, traditional. Mm-hmm. And either their musical taste or their religious background. And it's like, let me show you something real special. <laughs> Just because the reaction is usually funny. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, the new scores that I have formulated. Okay. Um, Children of the Great Extinction with an 83.3. three. <laughs> there we go. As Daylight Dies with an 83.4. Yep. Notes from the Underground, Holding holding Sir with an 83.5. Yep. Brave Enough with an 85. Mm-hmm. Somewhere on, on the, the other side of nowhere <laughs> with an 86. It, it, it deserves it. What oh, can it I does. say? Absolutely. Ever After with a provisional score of 87.49. Thank you. <laughs> and Great War with an 87.5. Indestructible with a 90. And Asylum with a 93 at the top. Mm, that was a good truce. Good deal, Bruce. <laughs> that is a list we can be proud of. Exactly. Right 
Well, I'm sure we'll have to make some other devilish deals as we go forward. Oh, yeah. Okay. Watch, we're going to like start tying for number one. <laughs> and we're going to be like, well, you see. All right, so what you got for us All going right. into this beautiful month of December? It is the month of love. Yep. The, the month where we both pick albums that we think we both will love. Yeah. Or at least bands that we both love. Exactly. So um, sometimes you got to pick the low-hanging fruit. And I'm going to give you three clues. Okay. Um, the first clue is I associate discovering this band with the video game Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core. Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core? Which, Core. funny enough, is getting a remaster and it's coming out next week. I'm trying to remember which... It's not Rise Against, is it? Yes. Oh, it is? Okay. <laughs> now, do you have any guesses for the album? Okay. There are a few. I'm going to get... How about Prayer of the Refugee? So... About that, the Suffer and the Witness. Suffer and the Witness is correct. Ooh, yes. So, uh, like, on one hand, I was like, oh, do I want to spend what might possibly be me and Brad's number one ranked Rise Against album mm-hmm. right now? But I'm like, I mean, we've already spent Disturbs, like, three best albums. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> There's not much more to do. Yeah, like, like they're, they're, let's let's get to it yeah. while we want to do it. I think this one will be fun, because I feel like we'll probably agree on the final score. It's going to be all <laughs> the individual songs that we're going to be like, well, you know. <laughs> There's going to be some blood. Because for those who don't know, before before we did this podcast, me and Curtis, we went through and we ranked all the Rising in songs, and I'm <laughs> pretty sure we didn't agree on one top song. No, not at all. There were several albums where, like, our number one song were, like, the other one's like bottom three <laughs> so oh, this it's, one, it's gonna be fun this one's gonna be fun so stay tuned for that thank you for joining us i'm bradley cooper and i'm curtis stay ranking rank